Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition to the F, to the L, to the double OG. That's right. It's the Fantasy League of Ordinary Gentlemen. Welcome back. Yo, yo, yo. Once again, it's me and Ty tonight. So, Ty, what's happening, man? No, man, life is good. Um, Excited to be back on here, as always. Uh, Big weekend for college football big weekend for nfl we got major we got major league baseball playoffs like it's a good time for sports you know um and uh yeah man i mean it's, it's, it's a good time for sports and um good time to do a podcast well i know uh the biggest game of the week not so much the bills and the chiefs but maybe the <laughs> <laughs> I had to put it that way. But maybe even Sunday night, too, you got a banger of the Eagles and the um, Cowboys. But, yeah, uh, what are you going to be doing for the game for the Bills and Chiefs? Anything? No, uh, not going to the game or not? No, <laughs> no, I, I probably won't be going to many games this year. There's a, it's uh, Tickets are expensive. Uh, the only one I might be going to is uh, the bills Bengals, which is like the day after New Year's because tickets are only, and I say only, uh, they're only one hundred and twenty-five dollars. Uh, for those that don't know, Bills tickets are going for like two hundred plus, and that's for like the the Browns. So yeah. yeah, so tickets are tickets are ridiculous for the Buffalo Bills. Um, but going back, hey, no, I I agree. I mean, the Eagles Cowboys game it's a division game. The Eagles, if they can win, and then the Giants lose too. Uh, the Eagles got a two-game lead on the division, and that's pretty big considering how uh, the Cowboys and the Giants are both playing. I mean, Cowboys are a little more impressive. They beat the Giants, but the Giants are winning those close games that, uh, for instance, my team had a lot of trouble with. So you got to win those close games. Um, and then, again, for the Cowboys, if they can they can beat the Eagles, they've beaten, the Eagles, they've beaten all three teams in the division. And uh, theoretically, are in first place. So it's it's probably the, it's probably the biggest game of the week. I would say Buffalo and Kansas City is probably a close second, but I, I would go Philadelphia. Dallas is the biggest one. Yeah, like uh, it's interesting, man. Uh, they're doing they got. I mean, they're doing great with Cooper Rush at the helm right now. I know Dak is still out because of that thumb injury. Um, I think he's going to be out at least one more game. But it's interesting. Cooper Rush has been handling his own the whole time. I think he's only lost one game. Is that right? No, he hasn't lost any. Oh shit, that's right. Yeah. Um, I they, think they Dak, lost. They lost game one, right? They lost game one, but Dak played that game. That's right. Yeah, and then all throughout, yeah, Cooper Rush has been pretty much been handling. That's awesome. Because if you, if you remember last year, Cooper Rush started against the Vikings, and they beat the Vikings in Minnesota. In fact, I think he led them on a game-winning. Uh, touchdown drive. So mm-hmm. Cooper Rush is a baller. Cooper Rush can play a little bit. Make no mistake about it. I last mean, he, game was last game wasn't great, 101 yards. But I mean, at the end of the day, he didn't turn the ball over. I don't think he's turned the ball over yet this year. So mm-hmm. he's getting the job done, and and that's all they need. They need someone that can't that doesn't turn the ball over, just like any team. And yeah, so make a couple throws here and yep. hand off seeking Pollard. Yeah, undefeated so far uh, as a starter for the Cowboys. So that's that's a hell of a, a pedigree right there for him. That's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Like, uh, so we can find you at 757 Bills Mafia. You can find me at Gars underscore Poetica. Um, obviously, you can check us out at the flu underscore FF and also the flu.com. But um, yeah, so what we're here for today, me and Ty came up with something. We're going to uh, dish out 10 players to each one of us. So we're, we're going to do something and see if we value this player as a start, a flex, or someone we want to sit, maybe even drop, depending on these players too. Like when we, if we're going to uh, suggest them as a starter, maybe if they're going to be an RB1, RB2, you know, wide receiver one, two, or three, something like that. See what kind of value we actually feel like these guys are, what their potential is, or if they're pretty much, you know, on the cusp of like having a downfall or a downtrend for the rest of the year. But um, yeah, you want to get to it, man? Yeah, sure. So um, I'll, I'll ask you, uh, I came up, so for those that don't know, Gary and I both came up with 10 players, uh, two quarterbacks, three running backs, three wide receivers, and two tight ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll start with the two quarterbacks. Uh, my two quarterbacks, I came up with uh, Shane's boy, uh, Jared Goff, um, a.k.a. Matt Stafford's replacement. Um, and <laughs> A guy that was called out by his own coach, uh, one Ron Rivera, and that was Carson Wentz. <laughs> so um, I guess what are your thoughts? I mean, obviously, so Jared Goff doesn't play this weekend. Next week, you got to remember, next week he plays the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. They've only given up 72 points in five games. But Carson Wentz does play. He plays this week against um, the Bears tomorrow. Um I guess what are your thoughts? And I guess what are your thoughts next week with golf? Would you start him, sit him, or drop him next week? And as far as Carson Wentz, would you start, sit him, or drop him today? Or tomorrow, rather. Right. Like, uh, for the first – I mean, right now, golf is a top seven QB. Um, so, mm-hmm. at that way, I know his last game was – he put up a pretty much a dud against New England. Uh, that is – something I usually would steer away from, but I do know when he's uh, they're at home is when he's usually on fire. So, I mean, that's probably like the time to start him is when he's at home. Uh, mm-hmm. Cause when he played Seattle, 37 points, Washington, uh, 34 points, Philadelphia, when they played uh, Detroit and at home, uh, put up like close to 15 points, which is not bad, but I mean, you see the likes of somebody like Aaron Rodgers who's taking a fall. Uh, Kyler Murray isn't what he's used to be. I mean, obviously, he's going to have to wear uh, get uh, DeAndre Hopkins back at some point, too. But you see a lot of these guys, like, or QBs, you know, even Trevor Lawrence, I mean, top 15. Jacoby Brissett kind of outplays a few, like, the, the veterans that we love. So, right, right now, I still value um, – I'd say I'd like to put golf still as a top 15 rest of the way. I mean, I love the fact that he's, you know, slinging the ball um, there out. Um, I would probably put him as top 15. I can't say completely like a QB one, but if he's like in a super flex, I totally value the fact that he's my uh, QB two. Absolutely. How about you? uh, I'd, yeah, I'm I'm with you. Um, I don't know the rest of the schedule, but I know next week 
especially if they're playing Dallas. It's at Dallas, which leads to what you just said. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I would want him as my superplex quarterback, but playing Dallas against that pass rush and even that back end with Trayvon Diggs can get a pick as we know at any time. Um, I would rather have him ha- have him as my superplex quarterback. Um, but yeah, no, I I agree with you. I think. I mean, yeah, 11 touchdowns, four INTs, 1,355 yards. And I think the touchdowns is fourth in the league, but he's also got a 59.7% completion percentage. Um, you could make the argument that he hasn't had all of his weapons with DeAndre out for the past couple games. I think DJ Chark was out. Hawkinson was out for a game. Or if I'm not – no, I can't remember now. But Amar Robert St. Brown was definitely out for a game. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm with you. I, even though he's seventh, I would rather him be my super flex quarterback, especially, uh, next week playing at Dallas. Two, I mean, you got to think Jameson Williams at some point is going to come back too. So, I mean, that's definitely a huge added weapon for him as well. Um, right. But yeah, I think a golf, like he's surprised me. I mean, we also had pretty decent expectations for these Detroit Lions. Um, I think Shane's going to be loving us, man. We've been talking about Lions the past couple of weeks. But, uh, yeah, I I still kind of value him as that top 15. So I'm totally on board with that. Carson Wentz now, I know you brought him up. Yeah. He's – he puts up numbers, but the only problem is he cannot finish the game. You know, like last week when he threw that interception to where they yep. lost um, – against the Titans, too. I mean, they're going yep. against Chicago now, in Chicago. Uh, I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. like, I mean, that could be a possibly their second win of the season going into uh, – Chicago is just, like, one of those teams are totally up and down. They can't get a passing game of their own. So, I mean, there's a good opportunity for, you know, Wentz and company to at least be somewhat standard in this game. So, I mean well, – yeah, I interrupt. I was just going to say, they are playing great defense, though. That's 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 basically why they won their two games. Um, they gave up only 20 points to the Giants, and they lost. And they gave up 20 points to the Texans. They actually won. That was actually one of the Bears' best games. But um, they only gave up 10 points to the 49ers. They're actually playing some pretty good defense, and that's why they've been 2-3. and three. So that's the only – I know I interrupted, but I was going to say, I agree Washington could win. But let's not forget, I mean, this Bears defense, a renewed defense with um, Jaquan Brisker and uh, Roquan Smith is still there and Eddie Jackson. Um, Yeah, I just wanted to say, I just want to get that in real quick. Yeah, it's perfect. I mean, honestly. And the other team. Yeah, too. I mean, Wentz is still like a a top nine in PPR. That's one thing. I mean, I know Fields in general. Like, I mean, I he's definitely thrown the least amount of passes in the whole league. So, like you said, their defense is what's carrying them. But I do see Wentz. I still value him as – I almost want to say it again, like a top 15, like just outside of a, a QB1. Um, yeah. I obviously like him as a um, super flex as well. But yep. – I know with the troubles with Bron Rivera, is he going to play a whole season? You know, I mean, are we going to see the likes of Taylor Heineke, who that was subpar last season, 
But I mean, right now I would just be on the lookout of having some kind of, you know, somewhat significant QB going forward. And Wentz is a backup when it comes to any kind of redraft league. Um, yeah. but, but super flex, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with him being like my QB too. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I, I agree with you. Uh, once again, I agree with you. I think, yeah, if he's your super flex guy, great. If he's your starting quarterback, you know, like um, like Ron Rivera said, they, they asked him about the up and downs of Carson Wentz. He said, uh, uh, I'll, get, I'll use some uh, anti, uh, what do you say, anti-acids or anti, anti-virus <laughs> pills, yeah. something like that. <clears throat> so, well, again, I mean, t- go ahead. I'm sorry, I was going to put this in, too, because, uh, too, like, even when he was with Indianapolis, Carson Wentz was, like, top nine in offense or something like that. I mean, right. you see Matt Ryan there. I mean, obviously, Matt Ryan's a stand-up guy, locker room guy, but he's just not getting it done. Like, all, in general, Indianapolis is taking a downfall, man. Surprising. Yeah. I was hoping – I was getting, like, a little bit better expectations, like, well above average for that, that whole squad, but – They've taken mm-hmm. a step backwards. And Wentz, he was on fire the first few games of the season, you know. Puts up yeah. uh, well over 30 points per game, fantasy-wise. Um, just yep. took that downfall against Philly and Dallas. You know, they're two yep. um, division rivals. But since he went back and played Tennessee, a little <laughs> over 20 points, 22 fantasy points. So I still – I like the fact that he's a good QB, too. But – Who's to say if this team they're one and four right now they could definitely look at Taylor Heineke any point during the season. I think I think that brings another point. You made another point. He had a good game against Tennessee, but let's be honest, Tennessee has been giving up a lot of passing yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, they <laughs> here's a Buffalo plug uh, again. Bring it. They they got torched by Stephon Diggs for 148 yards. And three touchdowns. Um, they got torched by Mac Collins of the Raiders. <laughs> like, I I forget what it was. It was like a hundred and seventy or something. I mean, it was something just absolutely ridiculous. So I was not shocked that Carson Wentz had a good game last week because he was playing such a horrendous. They got Kevin Byard at safety, and he's a great player. He's an All Pro safety, but beyond that. That's basically their secondary. So I wasn't shocked that Carson Wentz threw for, I think it was like 359 yards. Um, but when he seems to play, you made a great point. When he seems to play these defenses like Philly and Dallas, he seems to struggle. But he, but against like Detroit, he came back and look what kind of game he had then. And then look what the kind of game. Jacksonville's been very up and down with their defense. But, yeah, it seems to me that when he plays like an elite defense, like the Cowboys and – I'll say the Eagles are playing pretty good defense right now too. Um, it seems to struggle. So, and again, the Bears, Bears, their identity is their defense right now, and it's and it's been a, their identity for a long time, especially with their pass rushers. So, I, I just think, I just think, yeah, if you, if you have them as a super flex this week, great. If um, if he's your starting quarterback, ooh, good luck. Yeah, you're in trouble. But uh, Wentz, too, like, his weapons are pretty damn good. Um, Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel, you know, even yeah. uh, you know, with Scary Terry McLaurin. Uh, like, just the whole – this team is not that bad. I mean, no. 
you did hear about, like you said, with Ron Rivera, like they're just a quarterback away in a way. It's just they've had different QBs all throughout yeah. the um, past two or three years since Rivera's been there. And and their running game has not been good. Um, now I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bash Brian Robinson because he just overcame a gun bullet or two 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 bullets to his knee, I believe it was. And so uh, I still think he needs some time. I think he's been listed as a starting running back, if I'm not mistaken. I do think he needs to be slowly worked back into the fold. But Antonio Gibson has been. I mean, that offensive line, they, first of all, that offensive line hasn't blocked for once, as evidenced by the Eagles game. What, he got sacked nine times or something like that? Mm-hmm. And then they just and then they just haven't been blocking for Gibson. Um, so that that also helps fantasy football owners with Wentz is that he's throwing a lot because they're either playing from behind or the offensive line is not blocking, run blocking. They're running, Gibson's not running the ball well. So that's, that also kind of plays into Wentz as well. Yeah, and uh, also, I mean, I want to give a little shout-out to Brian Robinson for making it through already, you know. I mean, it's exactly. only week five, but after what he went through, uh, exactly. that's, that's amazing, dude. So, yeah. glad, glad yeah, to those... see that he's pretty much fully healthy and, like, recovering, recovered fully, Absolutely. hopefully fully from all that. That's awesome. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, that was there was a couple of mean quotes, and I was just like, man, come on, dude. Like, yeah, that guy's lucky to be alive. He's very fortunate. And the fact that he's playing the game he loves, I mean, he's won at life, like someone said. So. Yeah, absolutely. So let's pivot over to my two uh, QBs. Right now, I got Tom Brady and also Derek Carr. So feel the need to whichever one you want to talk about first and how you value them too. Um. I would say Brady is a is I think I saw Brady is thirteenth in PBR and standard. Um and to be honest with you, I, I would say most weeks I would value as a super flex quarterback. Um that being said, even with uh some injuries to his wide receiver corpse, they're playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. Again, another another Bills plug. There's going to be a couple probably. Uh, yeah, we got a Bills player on here, so there's going to be some plugs for it. Uh, Josh Allen only completed 20 passes for 424 yards That's against nuts. the Pittsburgh. Yes. Yes. That's, That's over 20 yards per pass. 20 yards per pass. And let's just, let's just go to the attempts. He had 31. So everybody – Everybody's big on the yards attempt. He still had 13 yards in attempt. So they got burnt for a 98-yard touchdown pass. They got burnt for a 62-yard touchdown pass. They got burnt for a 25-yard touchdown pass. Uh, and then I think a 20-yard touchdown pass. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, it, and it doesn't help that they got injuries to their secondary as well. So... Um, like I said, normally I would say super flex for Tom Brady because he's playing the um Pittsburgh Steelers without TJ Watt, and they had no pass rush. Make no mistake about it, they had I rewatched the game because I missed it for those that don't know. They had no pass rush. Josh Allen didn't even get hit at all. 
So for this week, I'm starting Brady as my quarterback. Even with the injuries they got, even with the offensive line, the run blocking, the running game is eh, not so like it's not terrible, but it's not great either. Um, I'm going Brady. I'm I'm starting Brady this week. Okay, yeah. I like it. Like, um, yeah. I mean, it's hard to go against him because he always gets he's always prepared for each game, like prepared yeah. for the worst. And you know, I, just the weapons that he typically has. I think if Gronk was here, he'd still he'd be right back into that QB one phase. And obviously, like you said. He's missing like his biggest, um, his biggest uh, wide receiver core. I mean, Godwin is back, but is he still, you know, somewhat uh, feeling that injury from last season with ACL? And also, I mean, Mike Evans is back, but like, I mean, he was suspended for that one game. But two, I mean, Julio Jones. We all know Julio Jones. Within the past two to three years, he wasn't really um, a full season of healthy. You know. but I do like him. It's hard to put him in that QB one range anymore. But um, I still think I like your idea. Uh, I think he's going to be good for this week. He's still got to face, you know, Baltimore coming up in a couple weeks. Uh, the Rams. I mean, although the Rams are kind of taking a back seat from last year as well. And yeah. even like uh, New Orleans, he always has a problem against New Orleans. So yes, he does. Yes, he does. Uh, but yeah, it's further down the line. I mean, when it comes to like uh, the fantasy playoffs, you're looking at San Fran, New Orleans, uh, Cincinnati. Sometimes their defense can be stingy. But mm-hmm. yeah, I do. Uh, kind of like I would say with golf and maybe even Wentz, you want to make sure you could try and find some kind of uh, QB1 uh, to at least uh, keep in the cusp instead, yeah. of, instead of having him at the helm. I mean, I say, I say he throws for at least 300, maybe even more this week. Because he's averaging about 280, I think it is. I think I see about 280, 281. So I think he goes over that. Um, I think he goes over 300. Nice. Um, and then I guess I'll, I'll transition to Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. Um, so as far as, like, who he plays next for – for those that don't know, uh, he's on a buy, uh, the Raiders are on a bye this week. Next week, they play the Texans. Um, this kind of goes back to how I felt about Carson Wentz. I think he's 12th in standard and PBR. So that's basically just at the uh, QB1. Um, but again, this goes back to, I think, I think I, I like him as a super flex quarterback, but you know, Houston's actually been playing some really good defense. I mean, that's kind of that's kind of their – they're kind of like the Bears and even better. That's kind of their identity. They got some young rookies like uh, Jalen Petre and Derek Stingley who – I mean, they're playing some good football. They really yep. are. They're, they've adapted to the NFL. And I was, I was impressed with Jalen Petre coming out of college. And he's been, he's been impressive. Stingley's been impressive. Uh, I'm trying to think. There's somebody else I'm forgetting on that defense that's a rookie that's really good. But – um, look what they did. Look, look what they did to Trevor Lawrence last week. Yep, they scored six points against the Texans at home. Trevor Lawrence didn't have any touchdowns. Uh, I think he was held to under 300, might have been, I think it might have been under 250, and no touchdowns. And he had two INTs. 
So, um, but I think, I think for the purpose of the Houston Texans and even for the season, even though he'll have a, a healthy Hunter Renfro and eventually a healthy Darren Waller, you saw what happened at the end of the game. Uh, him and Renfro and, uh, Adams got mixed up and they ran into each other. So there's still some, there's still some certain things they need to work out. Um, they've kind of, they've been more impressive running the football. Josh Jacobs has been a stud. Dude, I love uh, Josh Jacobs. I freaking, when I, so for the, so I got him in flues. I was kind of like, ah, eh, whatever. I mean, we'll see what happens. He's been a stud. And I, I, I love him too. Right now, right now I love him too because I'm undefeated in flues. <laughs> and so, um, he, but that's been their identity has been running the football. Um, they've been more impressive running the football. So long story short, long winded answer. Um, I like their cars, my super flex, um, for their next game and really for their, uh, for the season, for the season, honestly, until things, until they smooth things over. Cause he's still completing only 61% of his passes and <laughs> they're one in four as a team. Well, I I kind of want to pivot to Josh Jacobs real quick. Like, um, mm-hmm. uh, Josh McDaniels. Like, I know when he was with Pittsburgh, the Patriots. Like, he basically would have a committee. Like that whole Patriots way was the committee. It's kind of what right. I thought this team was gonna have. I didn't really put Josh Jacobs in like you know this, you know anywhere. What is he doing? Like eighty percent snap share. I'm guessing. Yeah, I mean, pretty much in the past couple of games, he's like at eighty percent snap share, pretty much. But you can like, make an argument they're running him like Derrick Henry. Yeah, but like I'm wondering too, they didn't pick up that fifth option. Are they going to run the shit out of him this year, or is that something they're kind of kicking themselves in? Like, you know, maybe we should have picked that up because he's going to want more money by next season. Oh um, yeah. But yeah, he's the saving grace for that team right now. Um, in all honesty, I mean, you see Devontae Adams pretty much nowhere to be found. I mean, he had a pretty decent uh, game last season, but, like, he's not putting up those stout every week numbers that we kind of remember with uh, Aaron Rodgers, too. Yep. Um, so I kind of like your idea, too. I still value the fact that he could still be a QB1 with the weapons sure. that he has as long as they're all healthy, like Darren Waller. You know, Renfro, Adams, uh, Josh Jacobs, like, being a monster shit. We've even seen the likes of Matt Collins, who kind of never even made the Eagles roster at times. (laughs) But, um, (laughs) yeah, I kind of – I like that. I kind of would still value him as a QB1 because I feel like they're going to come out swinging after this bye week. Mm, I respect that. Yeah, I respect that. So uh, let's move it on to running backs, dude. Uh, okay. Who you got for – who's one of your running backs you got? So – For me. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come out swinging, at least with the, the three that I have. I'm going to come out with Najee Harris. Yes. Uh, um, I don't know what you think. I've been kind of underwhelmed with how he's performed, and a lot of it does have to do with his offensive line. Um, but I mean, there he's, he's, I, like you said, I know you said, like you said, yards per carry is not everything. And I, and I agree, but like he was underwhelming last week. 
he he averaged two point two yards per carry, and it just seemed like Buffalo was getting to the uh, getting to the uh, backfield a couple times. Um, he's averaging three point two yards per carry, sixty nine carries, two hundred twenty two yards. He does have a touchdown catch and run, but you know for the most part, I mean, he's just been. He's been underwhelming, in my opinion. He's 31st, and he's played all five games. Some of these guys that we have have not played all five games. He's played all five games. He's 31st in standard, and he's 29th in PBR. So that's not even that's not even RB2. Like, he's on, like, flex mode. So yeah. I, I'm not sure what you – I'm not sure what you think about that. Like, I'm in – like, this is how bad it is, dude. I have an 18-team league where I have him, and the only reason, like, I'm starting him is because DeAndre Swift is on a bye and hurt. Josh Jacobs is on a bye. Um, and I can't remember the other running back. But, yeah, otherwise, if they two were playing, I would have DeAndre Swift and Josh Jacobs playing over the, over Najee Harris, honestly. Yeah. So, uh, what do you think? At, at best, I'll say one more thing. At best, he's my flex. Well, I the numbers say it all. At best, he should be your flex. I will yep. still put him as an RB two, and the only reason why is because, I mean, they have Jalen Warren as his backup, but he's not really getting a whole lot of snap percentage except for last week. The thing well, that's kind of scary is the fact that like he had three hundred and seven rushing attempts last season, and right now he only has sixty nine through five yep. games. So right. um, that's, I think, what is that? And, so he's uh, probably going to be averaging like 220, 230 rushing attempts when the season's over, the way it looks like right now. So that's a lot, a lot that's going to take away his value fantasy-wise because he was the top three in PPR last season. Right now he's at 29. So in yeah. order for him – to obviously escalate. Plus, you got to think too. Big Ben, although he was fucked up, I mean, his last season pretty much washed. He still would put defenses on their heels because he could throw a long ball at any minute. Right now, I mean, with Kenny Pickett, it's kind of tough for that team to not want to just stack the box, watch the run, and let's just see if the rookie can beat us passing. You know, I can right. see like many teams probably putting the pressure on him early, which yeah. makes them feel like the run game is just going to be obsolete. No. Um, I'll still put him as a running back, too, because obviously Mike Tomlin, this is one of the first years we ever see him with a losing season right now. So I kind of want to still see if like Pickett can kind of, you know, gain some steam and some momentum. It's going to be tough against that Tampa Bay team. Uh, Harris, I guess, like you said, is going to be like maybe an RB3 type deal. Yeah. But I'm still going to value him as an RB2 rest away. But the way his um, – is the average amount of attempts he has this season, ain't cutting it, dude, for an RB1. Nope. And and I'll be honest, man, and I, I this might not, might not make a difference, and I know it's not going to make a difference, but, you know, we all heard about Jalen Warren, and I thought nothing of him. I saw a few plays. He had a few carries against Buffalo. He's got a little bit of juice. Mm-hmm. Like he, like he, 
He ran. He 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 had he had like a like some movement to him that I didn't see from Najee Harris. To be honest with you, now I'm not saying now. Look, I'm not that guy that's like Jalen Warren's going to take over. But for what it's worth, I saw a little more juice with Jalen Warren than I saw with Najee Harris. But I still like the upside of Najee Harris because let's be honest, Najee Harris is built like a freaking truck. But like you said, he's good all around for that in the passing game. Probably has better vision too. So um, it's like that Jalen Warren's like, you know, a poor man's, I guess you could say Tony Pollard in a way, like the way that Zeke and Pollard are over there. But I mean, we're just, it's not that Najee's washed or anything like Zeke is almost. But no. it's just the fact that, like, just getting him, you know, just getting that line uh, situated and also, like, the QB play. But yeah. I, I just think it's going to be a tough season for Pittsburgh. Next season is probably when you'll see Harris back back at it again. Well, and I'll say this. I, to go back to my – I could see where you see RB2, but I'll go back to what I said. I have him as a flex. I will also say that Tampa – is one of the better run defenses. So that's another. So for this week alone, I would probably do flex too yeah. because Tampa can stop the run. I mean, KC kind of did a number on them running the football, but they were really the only team that really ran the ball sound on them. Like, um, I think Tyler's year, he, he had like under four yards of carry, whereas the week before he was like eight yards of pop. So, um, the Tampa defense can stop the run, so that's another reason why I might go flex. But but that being said, to play in the year, what you say, it is a matter of time before Najee Harris has that big game. Like, it's coming. I just don't think it's this week, but I think it is coming. Yeah. Because Kenny Pickett – actually, Kenny Pickett made some good throws against Buffalo. It, it may not look like it, three points. Someone said, well, he scored three points. Kenny Pickett actually made a few good throws. Um, one where he got pressured by Vaughn Miller and he stepped, he stayed in the pocket and he made it and delivered a great throw. That I think it was the Friar Muth or Gentry. So Kenny Pickett made some good throws. He had so. to throw a lot, man, 52 times. So <laughs> quite a bit. Yeah, yeah that's true. That sucks. No touchdowns or anything, but he threw through over 300 yards. So, I mean, he's capable of chucking the ball. It's just uh, getting everything all together, you know. Exactly. Um. So I guess I'll keep going with mine. If that's cool. Um, you know what? Let's switch I'm, off. Let's switch off. Okay. Uh, yeah, go for it off it. like go that. For so we got Najee on the books. I kind of do see what you say with that. I see him as a flex maybe this week, but RB2 rested away. And what yeah. better way to start RBs on my end than dead than Singletary? So, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, mm-hmm. So I want to ask you this. You saw a little bit. You've probably obviously watched the game more than I do. <laughs> so James Cook, how did he look yep. in that game? <sighs> he had that one explosive run where he scored a touchdown, and then he had another uh, seven-yard run. But the other two carries, I believe, went for, I think, no yards. So, I mean – he looked good once he got in the open field, uh, but we also got to remember it was thirty-one to three when he scored a touchdown, and it was yeah. in the fourth quarter. So let's also so let's kind of you know, kind of slow the brakes on that. Now 
He was the first Buffalo Bill to rush for a touchdown this season, but, you know, it's kind of pumped the brakes. Um, I mean, once he got in open field, I mean, he was gone. Like, he made a he made a cut move on Mika Fitzpatrick, and Mika couldn't do anything with it. But, again, they were up by 28 points. He got – he actually got a – I mean, I mean, he was untouched um, pretty much until – actually, Mika grabbed his ankles, but he pretty much was untouched within the first 15 yards. So you're not going to get holes like that all the time. So you got to do something when there's not a big gaping hole like that. So yeah, it was great. It was great to see. It was awesome to see, but we, I got to see more. I got to see more than just one big explosive carry. I mean, surprisingly uh, this past week, like Devin Singletary only had six rushing attempts. I mean, yeah. especially with the lead that they had. Yep. Um, yep. But so, what say you for the rest of the season? I mean, at best, at best, I have him as a flex. Um, I think you're gonna see. I think you're gonna try to see. You're gonna see more, more running back by committee if they're successful like they were last week. Now, they've been kind of on and off. Like I think they were very successful with the first game against the Rams. But then they went three games where they didn't really run the football that well. Um, but I think they're going to try to do running back by committee. But then again, like, but then, I mean, they only ran it between the running backs. They only ran it 11 times. Like Cook had four, Zach Moss had one, and Devin Singletary had six. And, but, I mean, Zach Moss, the one carry, had seven yards and could have gone for more had he not uh, tripped over himself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're going to try to do running back by committee. Um, I really do. And uh, especially this week, because every time they've played KC, they've done a running back by committee, whether it be Singletary and Moss last year or, well, yeah, Singletary and Moss last year. So I just, I, I see them as a flex at the best, but I could see where someone would want to bench him because he is 33rd. And uh, standard and 25th in PBR. So, again, I see him best as a flex, but I could also see someone wanting to bench him. Right. Yeah, because, I mean, Buffalo right now is number one overall in passing uh, in the whole league. And that's something that, I mean, I mean, obviously this has been a thing for the past, you know, two to three years is that Josh Allen is capable of rushing the ball as well. So he definitely takes that away from the running backs. Um, it is a running back by committee. If, if Even with the small amount of rushing they get in general. But I just, I do like the fact that Buffalo airs it out. But when it comes to the rushing attack, you kind of want to steer away from it. Like when drafting and whatnot, I think we were kind of yeah. wondering if James Cook could start being the guy to look towards. Um, maybe that could be further down the road, but right now Singletary is definitely liked uh, to me, like somebody I want to sit um, flex worthy, possible. But you're looking at him being a what is he? He's number twenty five at running back right now, mm-hmm. which is just outside of running back too. Um, so that's yeah. definitely flex appeal. But also, too, I mean, what kind of – it depends on the matchup, I would say, too. Like with Kansas City, well, what, do you, what do you see with that one? 
You think you flex or or, or sit? I was just, I was just gonna say. So I was just gonna speak on that. So the thing is, is that there's some positive about it. Sorry, Josh, but the the Chiefs did get up about 140, about 140 plus, if I'm not mistaken, to Josh Jacobs. That being said, Devin Singletary and Josh Jacobs, as we know, as we all know, are two different backs. They're two different type of backs. Josh Jacobs is, you know, more north and south, whereas Devin Singletary is more of a shifty back. And to be honest with you, Devin Singletary really hasn't run that well. They played these these guys the last three years. He hasn't really ran that well against Kansas City. So that's that's a concern, but there is a, you know, a, a guiding light or whatever that the Raiders, I mean, ran really well against them. So um I might bench him, honestly. Especially if they're gonna try to go if, I, I might bench him this week, even though there was a lot of positives from last week with the Raiders. I think they're gonna try to do the running back a bit by committee. I think they're gonna try to get all three involved and somehow, especially when you have James Cook was drafted second round, Buffalo Buffalo values their draft picks. Unless they absolutely suck. Buffalo values their draft picks. So at some point, James Cook, they're gonna try to get him to be the guy. I just let's 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 pump the brakes right now. But I think they're gonna long story, long winded answer. They're gonna try to do running back by committee, especially if all three guys or two of them are running the football as well as they did last week. Yeah. Very true. So I kind of do value the same. I think he's definitely someone worth uh, benching so far. Um, mm-hmm. Who do you have next? I got James Conner of the Arizona Cardinal. And um, um, I don't know, man. I've, I've, I know he had, what, 16 or 18 touchdowns last, last year with the Cardinals, but um, I don't know. I just feel like this James Conner version of the Cardinals I was more impressed with him as a Pittsburgh Steeler. And I didn't realize he weighed like – I didn't realize he was like 6'1", 229. And, yes, he does provide somewhat of a pass-catching ability, but I just felt like there was more explosive plays with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, maybe that's just me. And um, not only that, I mean, um, it just seems like – it just seems like him and the offensive line are now on the same page. He's averaging like 3.7 yards per carry. Um, you know, you alluded to Najee Harris only having 69 carries in five games. James Conner only has 54 carries in five games. And Emo Benjamin has 30. And quite frankly, I think Emo Benjamin's kind of um, looks better than James Conner. He looked pretty good. Um, yeah. yeah. So, and James Conner, who... Uh, as far as I know, yeah, he's played all five games. He's 34th in standard and he's 31st in PBR. So again, kind of like, kind of like, I mean, almost, I mean, less than, less than Devin Singletary. So now we're looking at, you know, flex. We're looking at him as a flex. And to be honest with you, and I have him in Lucha, which is a 12 team league, which we based off of. The only reason why I'm starting them this week. Or would is because I got a bunch of injuries. Otherwise, I might bench him. 
honestly. Now, they are playing against Seattle, and <laughs> Seattle's defense hasn't been that great. So maybe for this week only, I might put them as a flex, but I would not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame anybody if they bench them, especially if you've got two or three other good, two or three other good backs. Like if you got, if you got Josh Jacobs or if you got like Dalvin Cook or, um, McCaffrey or Barkley or any of those guys, like I would easily start those guys over James Conner. Mm-hmm. But at, at best, he's a at best he's a flex in my opinion. <clears throat> yeah, I mean he had a pretty good year last year um, with the Cardinals. Uh, he definitely did at least start fifteen games last season. <coughs> this season, it's kind of yeah. tough. Um, I mean, I know he's a little bit day to day this week. I I think he's questionable this week. There's a chance he might not play. But yep. I know going forward. I kind of value him as like a R. I valued him beginning of the season as RB one, like just on yeah. the outside. That was beginning of season, but as the season sure. has progressed, um, maybe we could see something different. This whole Cardinals offense has been kind of, you know, um, like light, like two point light. So like it's just not any. It's not as successful as last season. So I think. Two, um, I like the Eno Benjamin take. Uh, he's looked pretty good. Um, Darrell Williams is also somewhat questionable. Uh, and I'm kind of on the same boat with you, dude. I kind of value him as a, maybe a running back two, rest of the way. But it's likely not. I, I think he's not going to play this week. It seems like it's doubt. He's about. He's going to be doubtful. But uh, okay. rest of the way, I probably would put him as an RB two. Okay. I don't just, know. Yeah, his, I, fan, his fantasy output is not there. Like his snap percentage is not there. Like somebody you would like to see as an actual RB one. So I mean, he's right. definitely taking a seat back. It's looking more like an RB two type deal. Like I definitely yeah. like Brees Hall over him. I like. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'd even probably put James Robinson over him. I'm being honest. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Jeff Wilson. I I put Jeff Wilson over him. Mm-hmm. Um in my opinion. Um I don't think who else. Someone just someone random. Um Yeah. I don't know. How about him but, or Ramondre Stevenson? I'll go Ramondre actually. Because uh, now, well, now it seems like Harris might not miss any games, but <laughs> Ramondre went off last week. Yeah. So I, I'll, I'll go Ramondre. Yeah, he has his games, dude. I mean, I'm, I, I mean, we could just shift over to Ramondre real quick. Like, I think he's definitely valued as an RB2 right now. Um, mm-hmm. I definitely like that, especially with Harris, you know, questionable as it is right now. Uh, he was limited this Wednesday, but if Harris is not good to go, it's you know wheels are up, straight up. Yep, for Ramondre for sure. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. All right, because so I, mean, had... I mean, I was just gonna say because I mean the Browns just played the Chargers, and Austin Eckler had a hell of a game. He had probably his best game of the season. Mm-hmm. So, 
that looks good for Ramondre. Nice. <clears throat> All right, let me uh, swing it on over to you. Let's yep. go with uh, since. Okay, let's go with uh, Kenneth Walker. <laughs> so I'm on board. Yeah, we did I'm see we did see Rashad Penny go down this past week. Um, <coughs> Sorry. Sucks because it was kind of good to see you know Penny kind of bouncing back. Uh, already a pretty decent season as it is. Um, yep. So far, DJ Dallas might be the backup, and I think what's his name? Travis Homer. Yep. I think he's coming back from IR soon as well. So yep. this backfield is kind of dismal. So I mean, there's a, <clears throat> definitely a big, uh, big chance for you know Kenneth Walker to take the helm and maybe. Take it all throughout the season. He could be a league winner in ways. So with that, with further ado, do you see him as an RB1, RB2, flex play? Well, let me just say I'm on board. Mm-hmm. And I'm on board because in Flug, I spent $31, and yet the Gardner brothers outbid me. Um, <laughs> imagine that. Shane outbid me with 59 and Brad with 51. So, what dude, you didn't put that Josh uh Allen type money down like from the draft? Yeah, we've been 52. Shane put in in 59. dollars. I still want to. Well, yeah, so yeah, Josh Allen to you is (laughs) Kenneth Walker to Shane. Totally, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I get it. Best way to put it. Um, exactly. Um, so I'm on board like Shane. I'm on board. I think I think he's gonna pick up right like you said, I think he's gonna pick up right where Rashad Penny was starting to go. Um for for all intents and purposes, although I'm on board, I think I'll still go flex because although he had a really good game last game, and he's had a few like I think the first game they played was kind of um underwhelming, but the last three have been have gotten better each game. I still want to see it. I still want to keep seeing more of it. Um, so I'm gonna go flex, but I think there's a possibility by the end of the season he could be at the very least an RB two. I like it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, totally, I, thought, I totally like that. I mean. <laughs> Beginning of the season, um, with him being him and Brees Hall as the two top rookies, I think we all just valued yep. Brees Hall quite a bit more. But we do like the fact that, like, when Kenneth Walker came in, we're like, he's got it, man. He's got it. And then, obviously, um, Chris Carson pretty much out with that whole big neck injury. And then Rashawn yeah. Penny, Penny, who did great. I mean, this yeah. whole Seattle team has kind of surprised us all, especially with Geno Smith. Uh, starting at QB. So, I mean, it's basically just seeing Rashad Penny taking the helm. And then actually Kenneth Walker is pretty interesting, man. I'm probably going to put him as an RB2. I'd be pretty happy. I'd be pretty happy with that. It might be a back-end RB2, you know, like a low-end. But, like, I'm looking right now as the – for the whole season right now, you got Gibson, 
number 22, Damian Harris, 23. Rashad Penny was the 24th best running back right now this season. I was going to ask that. Okay. Wise. So, I mean, I think okay. he can at least mask that. He can definitely put that potential into there. And I think he can at least be mid-range RB2 by the end of the season. But could definitely do, it. without a doubt, if this Seattle team finds their identity, you know, they can pretty much, he could pretty much do like what Chris Carson has done for us in previous seasons. I love it. I didn't know what Rashad Penny was. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that basically just furthers my point, too. Yeah, I, I love it. At least a running back, too, by the end of the season. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> All right. Who else? And not only that, they're playing. And not only that, I mean, shit. They're playing the Cardinals this weekend. You better start them. You better start them with a flex or a running back. Because, um, um, who did they just. They lost to the Eagles. Oh. I mean, their defense as a whole has just, has just struggled. Yeah, especially so, against the running game. Uh, if you got a decent running game. So yeah, this is a this is a this is a good week to start Kenneth Walker. Sweet. All right, who you got for that other running back? My other running back is a guy that a lot of people we know was in love with this guy. And that is one Cam Akers. Mm. I'm gonna let you go because I I have a strong opinion. <laughs> and I'll let you, I'll, I'll let you go. Well, I mean, right now he's ranked number 59 at running back. And we do see Darrell Henderson, who is still – he put up better fantasy uh, numbers so far this season. I think yeah. Los Angeles is definitely taking a step back. I mean, even Allen Robinson isn't doing good. Matthew Stafford is not putting up the amount of numbers he used to. Um, the only one pretty much uh, – Getting the bulk of all this fantasy output for this offense is definitely Cooper Cup. Um, yeah. I guess I mean you can put Tyler Higby in there too. He's pretty much been right. a decent, like tight end uh, to roster. But all in all, this whole offensive def or offense for the LA Rams is just kind of like static. Like it's not like anything that we're used to. Where there's no juice. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. There's no smoke and mirrors like the way that uh, Sean McVay would do in the past. Like it's just has everybody caught on to Matt Stafford and what he does. So I'm interested to see what you have to say. But I mean, there's a good chance. I mean, I might cut Cam Akers. I think this. I still think I knew this is why I did not really draft him in any leagues. So I still remember when they brought him back too early last season. In the Super Bowl and in the playoffs, he was not looking good whatsoever. So I steered away. Um, obviously, I want everybody to bounce back from injury, man. But it's hard to say when somebody comes back from that. They're just still not doing anything. Sometimes, sometimes, you, sometimes you lose a step. You know, not every, yeah. not everybody's Adrian Peterson when they come back from an injury like that. No, no, no. Um... I I don't know where to, I don't even know where to add to that. I mean, you basically you basically said everything I wanted to say. Um, the only reason why I might not cut them is because I know the only reason why I want to cut them is because I know somebody would try to get them. 
and he's a start and he's a starting running back. But I'm with you, Gary. If yeah, if I didn't have that fear, if I didn't have that fear of like someone's going to get him, someone's going to get him, I would cut him. Uh, I'm I'm totally with you. I felt the same way um, about him as the playoffs last year and the Super Bowl, and this year he's only had one decent game and. He still only had 61 yards, and that was against the Cardinals. Um, but, like, last week he had, like, 13 carries for 33 yards. I know it was against Dallas, but other than that one game against the Cardinals, he's just been underwhelming. And like you said, he's been underwhelming since the playoffs. He, he came back way too early. And, um, you know, Daryl Henderson, he's been a little better, but not been that much better. So I would say either one I would not start. And if I could, I would probably drop. Well, with Daryl Henderson, I would want to drop him. But again, who knows if they might turn to him if this keeps going. So, I mean, like I said, for both, for different reasons, I don't want to drop him because, because uh, like I said, um, I feel like someone would pick up Can Acres. And then with Daryl Henderson, I feel like someone or the Rams could turn to him as their lead back. But otherwise, if I could, I would probably drop him, just like you said. They, I've been seeing, like, Christian McCaffrey attached to them. Like, they, they ought to trade for somebody. It's yeah. not going to be Saquon. Everybody, everybody keeps bringing up Saquon as a trade possibility. Why would – my question to you – and maybe, and maybe this is just a random question, or you can answer it. Why the heck would the Giants trade Saquon Barkley when you're four and one? That makes that makes no sense to me. And then their backup running back is Matt Breida. I mean, I mean, come on. So I think Christian McCaffrey might be the best choice, but I think I, I think they got to do they got to do something at running back. I get that. I get Acres as former second round pick. I get Anderson's at a former third round pick but like you said sometimes you just don't have it right and uh that kind of puts me at a spot where i just made a roster move because i wanted to do this earlier today like after waivers went through but malcolm brown malcolm brown's with the team and he used to be with them and he was pretty he wasn't like great fantasy wise but he put up enough for like a decent flex play so yeah. he was one guy. I mean, he was probably he still knows the offense. I mean, he's been gone for at least a good year or two. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, if both Cam Akers and Darrell Henderson can't pick it up, they could definitely have Malcolm Brown pick up the slack. I mean, that's just hearsay, like the whole Tevin Coleman going back to San Fran and putting up fantasy numbers and then he'll be gone like within right. the next few days or next week or two anyway. But right. It's just that Cam Akers has kind of lost a step. Darrell Henderson, I mean, he's still got the juice there. But like yeah. I said, I just think this whole team in general is just taking a huge step back. It's like that whole I, super – what is it called? Uh, when you're a set back from the Super Bowl, Super Bowl hangover kind of deal. Oh, Super Bowl hangover, yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. You, that's, that's my I totally agree. That. I totally agree with you. <laughs> All right, let's uh well this is another guy too who's kind of taking a step back and I want to see what you think. Um huh. let's go with uh Chase Edmonds. So basically we've seen Raheem Mostert 
kind of uh, take the forefront of this backfield a little bit. Chase Edmonds did not do much at all. Uh, this whole offense in general is kind of missing. Ever since uh, Tua went down, I mean, you've seen – I don't know if you have Tyreek Hill or even um, it was uh, Jalen Waddle, any shares of those guys. But those two guys I are do. taking a step back too. I think everybody's yeah, kind of hurting without Tua in there. But uh, yeah. lo and behold, with that, <laughs> Edmonds has only gotten less than one fantasy point last week with only one rush. So I want to bring it to you and see what you think. Um, yeah, um, I have him on the bench. Um, and unless I have a bunch of injuries, I don't plan on starting him as an RB1. I don't start, I don't plan on starting him as an RB2. <clears throat> and I don't start, I plan on starting him as a flex. And in a couple of our leagues, we have two flex players. I won't even do that for either flex. Um, if I could, I would bet, I would, I would not only, not only am I benching him, and I couldn't even tell you the last time I played him, I think it was week two or three. Mm-hmm. Um, I would drop him again if I didn't think someone would pick him up because in those 12 team and 14 team leagues, you, you, you and I both know that you do have to have a backup running back just in case. Um, if you have like an AJ Dillon or I love Dontrell Hill, Dontrell Hillard from the Titans, I think he's a great player. I think he's actually a really good player. He just plays behind Derrick Henry or like a Samaj P. Ryan, um, who's been playing pretty good for the Bengals. Uh, but long story short, um, Chase Edmonds, in my opinion, he's what 40th in PBR. Uh, so that's like borderline flex. I would not even, I wouldn't even put him as a flex. Uh, I'd leave him on the bench, and if there's another backup running back that's better than him available, then I would pick that guy up. Like if somehow, if somehow like Dontrell Hilliard or I'd even say like a Rex Burkhead. I know that's really stretching it. I mean that's really stretching it. Um, if one of those guys is available, or obviously Kareem Hunt's probably not available, but Kareem Hunt, I would drop Chase Edmonds for one of those guys. Yeah. Absolutely. I think man. I think eventually, if this keeps going the way it is, Chase Edmonds might be droppable. <laughs> because yeah. because I think Miles Gaskins. I think I'd have to look at it, but I know Miles Gaskins got more touches than he did last week, and we and I hadn't heard Miles Gaskins' name at all this regular season. No, it's surprising, man, with uh, this new <laughs> regime too. How much like some yep. some guys have just been taking a back seat all throughout. Yep. Yep. But mo- most of most are it did pick up an injury. So I mean there's a good chance that maybe we could see something out of Edmonds or maybe even see the likes of Gaskins uh pick up mm-hmm. too. But I, it all depends on most of the injury so far. Right. So but, uh, yeah. Bench all the way. Bench, I'm probably gonna drop. Or you know what? I would give it this week. See what he does with that, uh, like some Mostert, and then pretty much go from there. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's kick it on over to the wide receivers, dude. Uh, who'd you have to start with that? 
So I got an interesting one. I got Jacoby Myers. Alright. And a lot of people so he's only played three games so therefore his PBR is only 39th. But this guy has 27 targets through three games. He's got 20 catches for 261 yards. Uh, and I think he's in, I think he's in the top five in yards per game. Uh, but yet people would probably only value this is according to this, he's only valued borderline flex. But I'm telling you, this guy to me is starting to become maybe a flex or maybe even a wide receiver too. If he keeps it up, I mean, and look who he's playing with. He's playing with Mac Jones, who's injured, and now he's playing with a rookie, Bailey Zapp, and he still hasn't. I mean, he had 111 yards last week. I get, I get, I guess, I get it was with the Lions, but I think his uh, lowest uh, lowest catches was four, and he had nine catches last week. Um, I don't know. I I have him in um, one of my leagues and. I mean, this might sound crazy, but uh, I val- I have uh, in that league I have Mike Evans and I have Mike Williams, and like Mike Williams is now questionable. Um, dare I say, I almost value Mike or Jacoby Myers over Mike Williams. I know that's a sh- I know that's a bit of a stretch, but um, he keeps he keeps putting up he keeps putting up the uh, numbers. That he is, and so yeah, yeah, you got yeah, you got six targets, thirteen targets, and then he had eight targets last week. I said nine catches, but he had eight targets last week for seven catches. Yeah, I mean, um, he pretty much had uh, one third of the targets <laughs> share because uh, I think Zappy only threw about twenty-one times. So yep, um, and and he, that's and three well games. Over, yeah, it's well over one third of the target share right there. And so, in three games. Three games, he's gone from eight point two to fourteen to twenty point six. So, and I mean, and I mean, who else? Who else is really gonna contend with them for targets here? Like you just said, right? Because Hunter 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 Henry's been underwhelming. Uh, John New Smith's been underwhelming. Um, Devontae and then Devontae Parker, Parker Nelson. Yep, yep. Uh, Devontae Parker's had one. Yes. So yeah, Devontae Parker too. He only had um his fantasy output from the games that Myers was gone. So they value Myers for sure. Um Devontae Parker exactly. between Devontae Parker and maybe Tyquan Thornton and Nelson Aguilar. I mean, this is it's it's hard to say with these wide receivers, but I do like the fact that uh Jacoby Myers looks like the guy for sure. And it's only yeah. gonna be after him, it's gonna be a mix of Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne. Tyquan Thornton and Devontae Parker. It's like this team can never like legitimately have <laughs> one single running back and one or two wide receivers to choose from. So it's always a committee. But I do like the fact that Jacoby Myers is getting a a shit ton of targets compared to everybody else, and B he's playing eighty to ninety percent of the snaps. So that's right. great to see. Um, I probably will value him as if I had him as a wide receiver three. Uh, wide receiver two would be a two iffy, but I do love the fantasy output he's had 
these past few yeah. games. It's very it's, um I feel confident in him being a great wide receiver three, possibly yeah. able to put up those wide receiver two numbers for sure. But um yeah, yeah I like the pick, dude. I like I this is an interesting one. I'm probably not even flex play, man. Give him at least my wide receiver three. So I know when we yeah. talk flex for wide receivers, we're gonna probably put them in the wide receiver four range type deal. But um, right. Yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna stick with him being a good wide receiver three for me. I like it. And I'll just say one more thing, and we move on. But um, last year he was 30th in PBR, and he only had 866 yards, which comes out to like 53 or 52 yards per catch. Mm-hmm. He's averaging 87 so far. Uh, and not only that, um, he only had two touchdowns last really? year. Now he's already gotten one. So, yeah. So, um, I see him, uh, like I said, it's borderline flex, but that's, again, that's because he missed two games. I think at the end of the year, he could be a, a wide receiver too. I know that's crazy. That's crazy. But again, this is a guy that was a wide receiver 30 last year. And already putting up numbers already better than last year. So I like that's all I got for that. Yeah, like uh <clears throat> honestly, um I kinda like the fact that Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones, whether it's either or, are pretty much gonna be targeting him nonstop. So that's that's definitely yeah. safe uh fantasy output there. <laughs> Like when I when I, yeah. I want my wide Absolutely. receiver three to be at least somewhat like safe. You know, if he could be consistent in the um, you know, double digits, it could be like 10 points, 11, 12 points. But as long as my wide receiver three puts up something like that, I'm pretty happy on a consistent basis. I'm happy. Because like those wide receiver ones that we love, I mean, I can go with like six points here, but as they're putting up 30 to 25 to 30 points in most games. I'm cool with that, you know, like our Devontae Adams, you know, like our Stefan Diggs. They might just have one or two games, three games, and just can't do jack shit. But, I mean, those other yeah. games is what they helps you win games. Um, and and not, only, not only that, I mean, this was a guy that had 126 targets and 17. That's seven – that's not even seven and a half. Now he's averaging nine targets. So because he missed two games, he's going to – He's on pace for 135, but he played all 17. Mm-hmm. We're talking 150 targets for this guy. Yeah. So, well, I love you bringing up somebody uh, in the AFC East other than uh, your Buffalo Bills. So that's perfect, dude. Good job on you. <laughs> <laughs> we don't ever see that too much. Thanks. You. <laughs> you know what? Let's stick to it. No, Let's go no. another <laughs> AFC East. Let's stick AFC East. Let's go with Elijah Moore. So there was huge expectations for him going into this season you know especially with the way um i mean the games that he played last season he was pretty much on fire for a decent part of them um i was looking to see especially like midway through the season i know he's been injured somewhat last season but now he's kind Mm. of taking a huge backseat i mean i know the team's got garrett wilson Corey davis um, Braxton Berrios makes some kind of appearances. Brees Hall and Michael Carter can somewhat take away some uh, of the passing downs. Tyler Conklin. Tyler Conklin. You know, Tyler Conklin's been a big factor for this Jets offense right now this season. Yep. Um, yep. 
I know Garrett Wilson has come on. We liked Joe Flacco um, in the backfield. He he was getting to. I don't know. It's one of those things. Like I mean, he could be a stick figure in the backfield, but he's going to chuck the ball. Zach Wilson is one who can probably find his one-two read and then run after that. So it's kind of hard to rely on these uh, wide receivers sometimes the way that we would hope. So I want to swing it on over to you. How do you value Elijah Moore right now? Well, he's 65th in in PBR. Um, Yeah, I I value right now – I value uh, Corey Davis and Garrett Wilson like way better, way more than them. When both, of, uh, I mean both the ah shit, <laughs> uh, I value both of them more than I do Elijah Moore. Uh, I'm on, I'm on board with like what you just said. He's been just overwhelmed or underwhelming. I mean, uh, barely half his uh, targets have been uh, completed. Um, I would, <laughs> I. You know, I keep him on my team, but I'm probably benching him. Um, and especially this week, they got Green Bay with Jerry uh, Alexander. Um, I'm benching him, and for the foreseeable future, future, I'm probably keeping him on the bench as long as I got three or four receivers better than him. Um, I'm probably benching him uh, until something, until some, until he has that breakout or or two breakout games. Um, I'm leaving him on the bench, in my opinion. It's kind of <clears> tough uh, to see like your wide uh, wide receiver that we have expectations of being the third best wide receiver on the New York Jets. You know, a team that doesn't yeah. produce usually the best uh, offense. Um, yeah, I'm wondering too. Like, I mean, a this is team have a good game plan for the wide receivers like i mean did i have a set game plan for elijah moore i know he's got pretty good ta- he's got a hell of a lot of talent is this something that maybe he's taking a backseat because of his injury last season this is what i was telling you about earlier this is why i like having mm-hmm. game day because mm-hmm. if it's like a wide receiver i'm interested in and hey maybe i want to trade for him does he look bad is he really that bad or is it just something that's just missing like is he off like, this is something I would like to see, like, just sit there and just watch him throughout the game and just see, like, how is his routes going? Is he getting separation? Is there a reason why he's not getting targeted? Stuff like that. Right. Um, yeah. I but I, Elijah Moore, the talent, I like. Elijah Moore, the fantasy output this season, obviously I don't like. I don't have any shares of him, but I'm very interested <coughs> in seeing, like, you know, how he's going to be rest of season. But like you said, I probably would just value him on the bench. It's, it's yeah. to that point too. Um, their buy is week 10 and they have to go against green Bay, Denver, new Ooh. England and Buffalo. That's a huge stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. I don't know if I can make it to the buy to see if I want to drop him. Or not. Right. It's, it's almost yeah, on the cusp I- of that. I mean, yeah, pretty much. I mean, all four defenses have looked – all four defenses had that game where they look, you know, you know, just like a bunch of dogs. Lights out, yeah. So, yeah, I'll, I'll, lights out, yeah, lights out. So, um, and 
you know, really, I mean, uh, all three, all three or all four, at least three of them. I'm not sure about New England's secondary, but obviously they did some on Jared Goff, but Green Bay's secondary, Denver's secondary, they're about to get Justin Simmons back. He's a beast. And then Buffalo's secondary, all three secondaries are easily, I would say in the top 10, maybe. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a, that's a tough four game schedule to um, play against uh, before the bye. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping Elijah Moore on the bench for, for the time being. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Uh, so who you got next? So I'm going to go Robert Woods. And I kind of did this more so because he's a, he's a so-called number one wide receiver. But yet now it should be interesting to see what happens because, if I'm not mistaken, Traylon Burks went on the IR as of, um, I, I believe that was Saturday, if I'm not mistaken. So now, now I'm interested to see what kind of damage he does because he is 54th in PBR. So again, that's like wide res- that's between wide receiver four and wide receiver five. So I guess I'm curious. Uh, I'm curious where uh, you value him. I mean, I've always liked Robert Woods, the uh, the player. Like, I mean, he would always give you like those wide receiver two, wide receiver numbers. You don't have to have him as your like legitimate um, wide receiver one, but like somebody you kind of value. Um. He's up there in age, uh, but we do see, you know, Nick Westbrook, Akinen. So he's pretty much getting a little bit more playing time now that Traylon Burks is on IR. Uh, Robert Woods, he's also one of those that you can use, you know, as jet sweeps and stuff like that. I mean, I know the Rams usually used him sometimes well with that, but now they pretty much uh, use Cooper Cup with that. Um, I... Try it. Let me see here. He's getting he's he's obviously the number one right now. He's getting the snaps. He's getting targeted now more so than ever. Um, I think maybe also too with the fact that AJ Brown's been gone, that they kind of tried to see if like Traylon Burks can fill the void. Uh, but I like Robert Woods. I'm probably going to see him as – I don't know if I could put him as a wide receiver three right now. I might have to go with a flex play. Um, I won't drop him. I won't, obviously, you know, I will not put him as a uh, – I won't bench him just yet. I'm still like – I mean, if he's the number one guy on a team, I'm going to probably, you know, start him as long as I got him. But I think he's a good flex play as of right now. Yeah, I agree with that. I think at best because, yeah, like you said, it's tough because he's the number one wide receiver on a team. You're crazy if you drop him, but you don't want to. You don't want to start him as your wide receiver one or two or, like you said, even three. So, mm-hmm. like in our lucha league, we got three wide receivers and then we got two flexes. I'm probably going with maybe one of those flexes at the most, but it should be interesting to see what he does. I know they're a run first team, but you know, it should be interesting to see what they do. Um, 
now with Traylon uh, on the IR and, you know, Nick Westbrook, Enneke, um, I, you know, I just don't see him as a serious player to his number one wide receiver. And then I think they got like Kyle Phillips, but I think he's got the clear cut to be the number one wide receiver. Yeah. Um, maybe even after Traylon Burke comes back, I still see him as the number one receiver, but for fantasy football purposes, I'm with you. I probably put him as my flex. Um, at the at at the very best, he's my flex, but I might bench him too, though. Yeah. Plus, you're seeing um, Ryan Tannehill. He's pretty much averaging 25 passes per uh, per game. So you're probably going to mm-hmm. see, you know, Robert Woods at best anywhere between five to eight uh, targets a game. Um, like you said, they're a run heavy offense. So I mean, I. I that's why I kind of value him as that flex, you know, outside a wide receiver uh, three flex play kind of deal. Um, mm-hmm. Just because he can get some targets, but it depends, you know, how much and how much he can uh, present himself with each uh, target. Exactly. Yeah, I kind of just, yeah, pretty much just bench or, you know, mostly flex play. Yep. I agree. Let's go with. <laughs> I'm going to go with DJ Moore. You know, we have this whole controversy. Matt Rule has been fired. The defensive coordinator has been fired. Um, Baker Mayfield, kind of just abysmal. We could see, like, the fact that this team isn't as structured, I guess you could say, as the Browns were. The Browns have a pretty good running game. They have an identity there. Like, he was pretty good on, like, um, bootlegs. And then, uh, what is this, uh, play action plays too. That was Baker's like bread and butter. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. That's, and I mean, absolutely. the wide receivers back then were too pretty damn good with them too. I mean, there was some controversy because it's fucking, you know, the way he is inside the locker room, but he had yeah. a pretty well-established team. And now with Carolina, it's pretty, it's like going backwards. And to have somebody with the stature of like Baker Mayfield and his presence, like, He's not the type of leader you need for a team that's kind of taking a backseat. So with that going on, you do see P.J. Walker, who could possibly be the QB this week for the team. Also, Sam Darnold's in the back end of this. Like, how's that all going to play out? So I'm going to sling it to you. D.J. Moore, I like him. The fantasy output is not at, at best. Because I usually value him and his talent as a wide receiver one, but we're seeing wide receiver two, wide receiver three type of output. Yeah, um, I love the talent, and as uh, as the commish, as our commish with our commish loves him, um, and I get it. But <clears throat> right now with the quarterbacks they got, and you also got to remember Christian McCaffrey is a big big part of the passing game um i right now i see i value him as a wide receiver three at the best um i mean definitely definitely flex you know wide receiver four flex i mean definitely for sure your flex but at best i see him as a wide receiver three and that's not that's not a knock on his talent because the talent is obviously there but between this revolving door of quarterbacks, and then, like you said, 
revolving door of coaches. Uh, and then you still got that Christian McCaffrey uh, factor. Um, his value, I think, has gone down this season. And it's a shame. Now, I did see somewhere where he's a possible trade target. And I saw Green Bay being a possible destination. Now, I think that would be great. You get to play with Aaron Rodgers. But that being said, normally teams don't trade within their conference, let alone their division, which they're not in the same division. But teams don't trade within their division unless you just don't have any use for the guy and you don't see any talent. And they don't really trade within the conference. But – I mean, yeah, di- division you know, obviously number one. Like you're sure as hell not going to trade in your division. Conference it yeah. could be difficult because I mean, there's a good chance you guys are going to play at some point. Um, yep. But yeah, I mean, AFC there could be a certain amount of teams that could eye him up. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, so you you kind of value him as wide receiver three ish. I would say, yeah, I'll go wide receiver. I'm gonna go say wide receiver three, and I'm doing it based off the talent because I'm like Josh. I'm like I'm like Commission. I'm like you. I love the talent, but the quarterbacks just they just suck, you know. I mean, and 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 I'm and selfishly, I hope Sam Darnold plays next week so I have a quarterback in Chupa. Otherwise, I'll be quarterbackless or be making a trade with. Uh, with you, possibly. Um, <laughs> but um, bring on the trade. We'll see bro. Right. I'll see what I can do for you. I don't want to do it, <laughs> but um, I don't want to. I like I like my team five and zero. Um, but yeah, I, I I view him as a wide receiver three. I got you. Like uh, I I too like him as a wide receiver three. It sucks because of everything we've been saying, especially the quarterback yep. play. Um. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it, it was so interesting because Robbie Anderson had that one game in the beginning of the season. Obviously, he fell off in a way. Um, just this yep. team in general is just so difficult to pinpoint how they're going to be. But I'm hoping with this interim head coach, we can maybe see a glimpse, you know, maybe a little bit of light on the tunnel, kind of like how they, the Raiders were last season. When they had all that after John Gruden, all that other mess was gone. So, yeah, I mean, this is going to be interesting. Their first game, you know, without Matt Rule, um, yeah. without the defensive coordinator, too. So, this could be fucking interesting to say yep. the least. So, um, who knows? Maybe they're going to have like the coach, uh, interim coach, step up and be like, you know, whoever's got the heart wants to play solely for this team, give it their all we'll put them in. So, I mean, I want to see how P.J. Walker, because I always like P.J. Walker's, like, ability, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, he's got that dual threat, but, I mean, maybe there's just something missing for him to be a legit starting QB for this uh, league. But I kind of like – I like your put, input, too, with uh, D.J. Moore. I like him as a wide receiver three right now. I'm just thinking of trade destinations, and we can move on after this, but I'm thinking of trade destinations. I wonder what – Someone like Dan would think of a DJ Moore with Rashad Bateman, Devin DuVernay, mm-hmm. DJ Moore, Mark Andrews, what that would do to that offense. It'd be pretty fucking sweet. Uh, I'm just I'm trying to think. Or New England, 
because, you know, I don't trust Devontae Parker or Nelson Aguilar. I'm seeing a lot of Odell Beckham to possibly the New England. Um, Indianapolis could or definitely even use it. Indianapolis I mean, could use it. Yep, that's that's a good one. I mean, you can even go back to Tennessee when we were talking about them too. Or they can use it as well. Um, yep. Yep, Jacksonville could say- even use it. Yeah, you beat me to the punch. Jacksonville, he would be pretty fucking sweet in there. Him and Trevor Lawrence. Yep. And yep. Uh, Christian Kirk. Because Kirk is good, Kirk. man. Yep. I just think he needs, like, uh, somebody that dispel him a little bit, you know? Um, another another team, although it's not a great fit as far as what the, Cleveland is, but I would say Cleveland only because it's Amari Cooper and then – there is a big playability from Donovan Peoples-Jones, but I don't think I trust Donovan Peoples-Jones, and I don't trust uh, that uh, uh, David Bell or Schwartz. Yeah. So I, I don't trust them not, yet until – yeah, not until Deshaun Watson's there. Right, but DJ Moore, I mean, Cleveland would be interesting only from just the just talent, and you'd have DJ Moore and Amari Cooper. Mm-hmm. So yeah. shout out to Jack. <laughs> so, so yeah <clears throat> alright so uh, that was me with DJ Moore who's your last wide receiver last wide receiver is Darnell Mooney right. and I'm just going to let you I'm going to let you take over on this one so Darnell Mooney is interesting because I never draft him like beginning of this season i never eyed him up i was like i'm gonna let somebody else take take it i mean obviously he's uber talented for being a fifth round choice um mm-hmm. he's obviously the number one in a team <laughs> yeah in the team where they're 32 in passing attempts so <laughs> I mean, I like him as a wide receiver three because, like I said, like he's not somebody I would have ever drafted unless he fell, you know, into the eighth, ninth, tenth round or something like that. Some people were drafting fairly early, you know. Right. Um, obviously, with even with Allen Robinson uh, there last season, he was pretty much still the benefactor of everything. Darnell Mooney was pretty much a cakewalk. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, this season, how many passing attempts? So. This season, Justin Fields with only 88 passing attempts. He's pretty okay. much completing 50, a little over 50% of that. Um, Mooney, on the other hand, is getting about five to six you know, targets a game. That's not enough for any kind of wide receiver one output. Um, not even enough for number two. I mean, we're, we're just talking about Robert Woods. I mean, Robert Woods is getting more than that. So, and with a better passer. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say he's a better passer. Justin Fields can be a better passer if, like, he had an offensive line, I'm sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to keep him as a wide receiver three. I mean, who's to say in the next two to three weeks he's going to have to dwell back towards, like, a flex play? I mean, I'll still keep him rostered for sure. But I'm going into that wide receiver flex play, wide receiver three kind of flex play, and borderline between those two. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, 
I mean, I'll still give it to him because of the talent, but it's it's tough to say, man. This is not a team that you want to be have any kind of pieces towards, except maybe the running game. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I thought – so going off of Darnell Mooney, I, I thought Justin Fields was doomed from the start. I really did. I thought that – I thought they didn't do nothing to help him. I don't blame it all on Justin Fields. I thought they didn't help him at all. I thought they only got that wide receiver, uh, Bellis Jones. Um, I thought that was the only piece they got. Whereas you got other second-year quarterbacks like, you know, Zach Wilson gets Brees Hall and uh, Garrett Wilson and Trevor Lawrence gets Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram, Zay Jones. Um, uh, I feel like I'm missing somebody else, but, I mean, you know, just Christian Kirk alone has made him better. Um, and then, you know, like Davis Mills got Damian Pierce, but they didn't, they didn't do anything to help out Justin Fields. And so I like the talent of Darnell Mooney. He was a, he was a wide receiver two, I believe last year, 23rd borderline. Yeah. Wide receiver two. Um, to be honest with you, I, I don't trust him. He's only gotten double digits in one game. Uh, and so for that reason alone, I'm keeping him because he's a, he's the number one wide receiver. But to be honest with you, uh, until I see, until I see double digits consistently, uh, I'm, I'm probably going to keep him on the bench, assuming that I have about three or four receivers better than him. Uh, I'm probably going to keep him on the bench until I see consistently double digit points. Yeah, that's that's a good way to put it. Um, just you always want to steer away from the worst offenses in the league. You know, even if it is one of the the top guy, uh, you know, top wide receiver. Um, fortunately, the running backs, the running game is not half that bad. But all in all, yeah, I, you might kind of want to stay away from the passing game. Uh, let's switch yeah. it on over. I, here's my last guy. I have Devonta Smith. So, my little Eagles homer, my little plug, since I rarely ever do it, A.J. Brown is usually the benefactor, is the one we would always have thought. Two, going into this season, I, for one, was unsure how this passing game would be. I knew the rushing game would have been pretty decent, always got a pretty good offensive line, but Jalen Hurts has surprised a lot of people, and he's been playing like almost like an MVP-type status. So. Passing-wise, he's been pretty stout, dude. Great passing numbers. The thing is, A.J. Brown gets a decent amount of targets per game to where Devonta Smith can be somewhat spotty. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, We're looking at Devonta Smith right now at number 22 uh, in wide receivers for the season. So he's a borderline, you know, wide receiver two or three but he's just in the wide, low-end wide receiver two range. So with that being said, how much do you value him? Do you value him as a top two or three? I value definitely him as a three. Mm-hmm. But that being said, I have him on it. I have him in the, I have him in the Flug League, and I have Kirk and him and T. Higgins. And – this is going to sound crazy. 
I actually value him over T. Higgins at the moment. Interesting. Um, um, maybe not as much as Christian Kirk, but but normally I would say if he's my wide receiver three, I love it. I love if he's my wide receiver three. If he's my wide receiver two, which right now he is, I'm okay with it. But I'm I'm just okay with it. But as a wide receiver three, I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, so I'm I'm in between. But yeah, if I have him as a wide receiver three, I love it. Wide receiver two, I'm okay with it. I mean, there's probably better options at wide receiver two, but I'm okay with it. Like like in that league league specifically, I have Josh Allen, Mark Andrews. Uh, Josh Jacobs and Christian Kurt. So mm-hmm. he's my wide receiver too. I'm 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 five and zero. I think I'm going to lose this week, but that's that's for another story. Um, I'm okay. I'm okay with him right now as my wide receiver too. As long as the other players are doing what they've been doing, I'm okay with him as my number two. I kind of like that tandem you have there: Devonta Smith, uh, Christian Kirk, and uh, T. Higgins. They're, it's yeah. all pretty when they're all on their game, dude. They all produce big time. And I mean, right. I know I tried trading for you with uh, what's his name, Trevor Lawrence, but like I really like Lawrence, and I think he's gonna have a really good career. Like this might not be a career year. Well, obviously it'd be better than last year, but like I mean, I think next year the next step is for them to find yeah. another uh, wide receiver to complement Christian Kirk, and yeah. if they can build like a good tight ends, whether it's Evan Ingram or somebody else, like get that tight end spectrum good. I think, and he's got wheels too. He could put up you know, rushing numbers as well. So I think he's like an old school, like if he could be somewhat like um, Andrew Luck. Yeah. Yeah. Straight up Andrew Luck, dude. Like he's 2022 Andrew Luck, dude. I think he could be the next somewhat Andrew Luck. Like uh, he's got the same kind of build, same like Uh kind of, he's he's just got it all, dude. I mean, there's there's a reason why he's uh, drafted number one overall. So just give him – it might not be this year, but next year I really think Trevor Lawrence is going to be a top 10 QB for yeah. sure. Yeah. And he's, he's going to have his struggles. I mean, he's in his second year. Like, listen, you know, does it suck that he only scored six points last week when I, I think I started him? Yeah, it sucks. But mm-hmm. he's going to have his struggles. But he's already playing way better than he did last year. I mean, I didn't even have him – to be honest with you, among the rookie quarterbacks, I didn't even think he was the second best rookie quarterback that played last year. I thought it was Mac Jones and then David Smills, and then I might put Trevor Lawrence, but the other three kind of all played about the same. Right. So he's he's definitely outperformed all of those guys so far this year. Uh, and I'll tell you what, dude. So, Doug Peterson is a fucking locker room guy. He gets them all hyped up. I mean, he talks yeah. nothing about confidence and all that other shit, dude. Like he's somebody who's definitely he's gonna he's gonna make your the team want to play hard every single time. So I I still think they're the best team in that division. I know they're two and three in third place. I still think they're the best team in that division. Yeah, I really oh, do. Absolutely, I think they're gonna take that division for sure. And the defense has been yeah. playing pretty well. You know, I mean, there's been times where that they haven't. But, I mean, if they just start gelling, I mean, this is the time for them to do it and start taking, you know, taking the reins in that whole division. But um, back to Devonta Smith. Yeah, I definitely value him. As a wide receiver three would be great. Well, wide receiver yeah. two, I mean, 
I'm for it with the numbers that he puts up. It's all about the targets he gets. As long as he gets like anything around six to ten targets a game, he's definitely and, somebody. Yeah. And he, you know, if uh, the pa- if, if the pass blocking is there this week, and they hold up, they hold up uh, Michael Parsons and the Marcus Lawrence is questionable, so I don't know if he'll play, but. They can hold up. If the, if the line can hold up the blocking, A.J. Brown will probably be followed by Trayvon Diggs. This could be a good game for De, uh, Devontae Smith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Okay, mm-hmm. let's uh, swing it on by to the tight ends now. Um, who's you got for your first tight end? I'm going to go with a banger on this one. I'm going to go Kyle Pitts. Um. Interested to see, interested to hear what you think about how you value, uh, even though even though we all love him, uh, he's kind of been off to a struggle so far this season. Kind of interested to see like what you think. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> honestly, when it came to redraft, I never really did draft him whatsoever because mm-hmm. of how early he was drafted, and I was just skeptical about this QB play too. Um, people yep. drafted him as if he's going to be a tight end number three, some even tight end two. Uh, if Matt Ryan was still there, I would probably would have valued him that uh, at that spot. But I thought it was too early for me. That's why I kind of went, went running back, running back, or maybe running back wide receiver. But two, he's kind of lost a few snap, uh, the snap share last a couple of games too. He went from 80 mm-hmm. and 90 percent down to 60 in the 60s. So his targets mm. all together were just 22 targets in four games. I know he yeah. missed that game with uh, Tampa Bay, but um, yeah, he's only relishing around four to five targets a game. That's not what you want to see out of your tight end one. Um, I know he's pretty much relegated to 24 right now in fantasy points, but. <laughs> As painful as it is, you already, if it's a redraft, you already built that capital for the where you picked him. So you have to stay in with it. I know we're talking about tight ends. So basically, I'd still value him as a tight end one. It's just, yeah. you got you to gotta go through the pains, go through the motion with the way this team is. So I know they lost um, Corderell Patterson too, which helped the running game. Um, but sometimes when you have a good running game, it can help open the passing game as well. So. That's that's where I see it right now. Um, I'll I'll give him a still the tight end one. I'll probably put him as a tight end ten at the end of the season as long as his passing can game can fluctuate. Yeah, I mean, I kind I kinda, I, I like what you're saying. Um, uh, that being said, if I have if I have if somehow for some reason I have like a Mark Andrews or a TJ Hawkinson or a Kelsey. Um, I'd even say a Gerald Everett, who I know he kind of put up a um, stinker this past game. Uh, but if I somehow have one of those guys, uh, I'm probably going with those guys over Kyle Pitts um, or even maybe a Dallas Goddard. Um, but – yeah, I, I I see what you're saying. Yeah, you built up this capital, and he's he's highly regarded because of the year he had. Um, but um, 
I still need to see more. I mean, I, I put him as our a tight end one, but I'm like, like you said, I'm biting the bullet, as I say. I'm biting the bullet with um, wanting to like hope I have a better option, but um, yeah, it's kind of it, it's kind of it's kind of a gray area. Like I said, it's like I kind of want to bench him for a, another tight end, but then. He's that type of he's that type of dude to get 150 yards, or hell, he might even be that guy to get 200 yards in one game. So, um, it's tough. It's tough because, like you said, the quarterback play, um, Marcus Mariota, we all know is, you know, um, he's more of a scrambler. He's more of a roll out of the pocket type of quarterback, and. Um, yeah, he's kind of more of the college level quarterback, you know, kind of not Lamar Jackson, obviously not Lamar Jackson. There's only one Lamar Jackson, but his style of play is kind of like Lamar. Um, he's not going to throw for 400 yards like Josh did. Um, hell, he might not even throw for 350 yards like Carson Wentz did, but, um, but again, this is kind of like the DJ Moore thing. Like you're putting him as a tight end one for the talent, not because of the, production that he's had so far this season yeah and it's tough man especially like i said with the draft capital like you're picking them there so i mean you want them to put up those numbers but it's hard man like to for one for him to put up the same numbers at least by from last year um especially with different qbs definitely with qbs who are kind of like more so do one or two reads and then run kind of thing mm-hmm. So, cool. Well, uh, yep. let's put it on over to – I have none other than Robert Tanyan. So, mm-hmm. we talked about Green Bay quite a bit this season. You know, without Devontae Adams, the offense is kind of taking a seat back. Aaron Rodgers is taking a seat back. But now we're still trying to figure out who's the benefactor of this team. Robert Tanyan, one thing that was for sure is that – he is definitely a good red zone threat. That's kind of what bolstered his uh, fantasy output for most of the seasons. Um, yeah, so he was definitely like a red zone type tight end. Uh, Rogers is definitely going to go to the veterans who can basically, you know, be where they need to be, um, you know, and he can rely on them. So these some of these uh, rookies, I know Romeo Dobbs, he's been picking it up. I like to see – I think he he kind of reminds me of like a young Randall Cobb in a way. So I kind of oh. like I kind of like uh the fact that like him being was he a fourth rounder or a third round pick? I want to say he was even like a fifth or sixth. Um oh, okay. That's that's, a, that's I know that's they've a had a, a seventh Samari Tori, he was a seventh round pick. You were right. Seven. He was a fourth. He was a fourth rounder. Yeah, yeah. but like, um, yeah. regardless, so I just think um, Rogers has to rely on somebody, and I yep. think Tunyon really needs to be that benefactor too, because Cobb is actually picking it up with Aaron Rodgers. Alan Lazard's still there too. Christian Watson, yep. not so much. So they're still trying to like find their groove and see who yep. could pretty much not replace what Devontae Adams could do, but be that number one that uh, Rodgers can pretty much rely on. So, 
And if one, none of these wide receivers cannot uh, pick it up, I thought it would be Aaron Jones. But still, I mean, his, his fantasy output hasn't been too great. No, not receiving. Not 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 catching the football. Now they've run the ball well, but not catching the football. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so my personal opinion is, um, I think I told you off air. He's definitely worth. He's definitely worth um, a roster spot. Obviously, um, I think that for my opinion, my opinion, I'm probably benching him. But that also is depending on who I have in front of him. Again, this goes back to, you know, your your Dawson Knoxes, who I know he's had a struggle, but I'd even value Dawson Knox still at the moment. Um, your your Hayden Hurst, your Mark Andrews, your David Njoku's, you know, I, I could name more Evan Ingram's. Um, as long as I have Gerald Everett's or your Kyle Pitts's or even Kittle's, as long as I have one of those guys, uh, I'm I'm putting Tanya on the bench. But you know, if I have someone right now like a Hunter Henry or um, a Dalton Schultz or somebody like that that's struggling, uh, then I'll go Tanya. But for the most part, I'll be honest, I I'm I'm a I'm I'm gonna put him on the bench. Um, he does need to step up. He does need to be that security blanket for. Um, Aaron Rodgers, and he does have a good catch percentage, 20 targets, 17 catches. But, um, again, you're looking at four targets a game. Uh, it's like you said, that's not really RB – that's not – I'm sorry, that's not tight end one numbers um, compared to the Mark Andrews, compared to the Kelsey's, um, TJ Hawkinson um, a couple games ago. So, um but yeah, again, it's it's just I always I always get I always believe in Robert Tunyon and then he just like disappears. So um, me personally, I'm gonna stick him on the bench unless I got you know again unless I have a guy that's struggling more than him, I'm a, I'm gonna leave him on the bench. Yeah, I definitely agree on that. Um, it's hard to pinpoint exactly where I value him. Like so. Right now, for the season, somebody like Mo Ali Cox is at 15, Evan Ingram 16, and then you have Robert Tunyon at 17. Yep. Um, I'm going to throw my other guy out there too, Herb Smith. I mean, because he's mm-hmm. ranked at number 19. Herb mm-hmm. so, Smith I was kind of really big on, but I yep. kind of – it's hard to see, basically, because, I mean, he's got a decent snap percentage. And his, uh, mm-hmm. he's getting maybe about five to six targets a game. But that's not going to put you, like, what we've been talking about, the tight end one aspect. You know, you usually want to yep. see your tight end get close to ten targets. Mm-hmm. Um, but with him taking a backseat, too, I kind of think he would be one of those I would bench as well. Um, mm-hmm. I was gonna ask you. Well, and one other thing, I'm looking at uh, his backup had 44 percent of the snaps, mm-hmm. and Irv had 63. So, um, but yeah, I, I I'm with you. Uh, I I would have him as a backup too. Uh, again, this goes back. It's basically 
I treat them like Robert Tunyon. Um, you know, unless I have, like I said, unless I have like a Hunter Henry or one of the Seahawks tight ends or one of the Broncos tight ends, because they've been unproductive. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave him on the bench and I'm gonna save him for uh, a bye week. You know, when my starting tight end has a bye, um, then I'll put him in. But or if he has a better matchup, but other than that, I'm probably I'm probably leaving him on the bench as well. Right. Um, so you've kind of started to see the emergence of Hayden Hurst. Do you like Hayden Hurst better than both Irv Smith and Robert Tunyon? Yes. Okay. How about Will Disley yep. since he has Noah Fant kind of somewhat? I mean, yeah. Disley still out snaps him, but right now Disley is at tight end, tight end 11. And Hayden Hurst is at 12. Well, the only thing about Disley, though, is they've been involving Fant and they've been involving Kobe Parkinson. Now, Kobe yeah. Parkinson, I think, took a dive last game, but they've, they've involved all three tight ends. So mm-hmm. I'll probably go Tunyon or Smith over Disley um, until Disley starts getting more of the snaps. I like it. Yeah, I mean, tight end, if it's not one of the top five, man, that you have, like, it, it could be a rough season for you in fantasy. Like, yep. Uh, yep. tight end is where it's at half the time, and you always see the usual suspects right in the top, you know, typically in the top ten. I mean, obviously, like we've talked about with uh, Kyle Pitts and whatnot, and your guy now, who else do you have? George Kittle. George Kittle. So, I mean, that's – the one two that is basically it's a mystery, man. Like, I mean, obviously I'd rather have Jimmy G instead of Trey Lance behind there because he definitely gives more value to the uh wide receiver core. Um oh, yeah. but I think still with Trent Williams out, it's gonna be messy with uh George Kittle getting any targets. Yeah. Yeah. And and again, this is a again, this is this is kind of like the Falcons. The Falcons are mostly a run first team. The 49ers are definitely a run first team. There ain't no question about it. Um, I mean, basically, basically the 49ers, 49ers are like the Titans. They're built the same way. They're built on the run and then beating you with defense. Uh, so that's where Kittle, I mean, Kittle still puts up numbers last year, the last few years. Or, whatever it's been the last five years, but, um, you know, it just seems like this year, um, uh, been more so, um, emphasizing the run. They're still involving Debo in the run game. Um, so yeah, again, George Kittle is like Kyle Pitts. It's frustrating. Like the talents there, you, you, you want, you want to put them as a tight end one. And I would because of the talent. But man, deep down, again, this goes back to if I have somebody more talented or somebody that's performing better, like Andrews or Kelsey or, you know, I'd even say Hearst maybe or Everett, I'm probably going to go with one of those guys over Kittle. But um, if I don't, if I have like a Robert Tunyon or if I have like a Irv Smith, um, 
or Dalton Schultz that are underperforming, I'm I'm going to go with Kittle. So again, this back with Pitts. It depends on who else I have at tight end. Um, but I do want to bench him, but I might not have a better tight end than those two guys. Otherwise, I want to bench him because they've been underperforming for multiple reasons: quarterback play, the fact they're both run first teams. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, definitely the one to bounce back <clears throat> is obviously George Kittle, man. Like, I mean, he's just an all-around uh, legit tight end, blocking, uh, catch punt, oh. catching passes too. I mean, I like uh, Kyle Pitts, but, like, he's more like – he's almost like a wide receiver prototype, you know, just put in the in a tight end position. But, um, yeah, That's I still cool. value him as a tight end one, like start him up all the time. I mean, obviously the points aren't there yet, but I feel like they're going to have a turnaround. It's just been a shaky – start of the season for the 49ers in general. So, mm-hmm. I mean, altogether, I think it's going to be all right for George Kittle owners as well. But um, Yeah, I get it. Yeah. So, I mean, that's it, man. We've pretty yep. much gone through it all. It was an interesting podcast, you know, try and, like, give some kind of, like, possible aspect of where these uh, players are going to be. You know, I mean, I love – when we talk about the wide receivers, see like how, you know, get a kind of good feel how they can probably do the rest of the season, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. rank them as whether they're going to be wide receiver one, two, or three. Um, but yeah, that's it. Any uh, departing words you got? Oh man, this is good. This is uh, wasn't wasn't sure if I'd come up with ten names, but um, once I. Uh, once I came up with the first two, I was like, okay, I I, I got this. So, uh, yeah, I thought it went better than I thought I was going to do, to be honest. Um, yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't sure if I could come up with 10 good names, but I think, I think we both came up with some good names. So. Yeah, I think it was perfect, man. I mean, because we can always just stem uh, from it, too, and bring up some great information. But, like, too, I love when we do different things instead of the same old thing every week as well, too. So. But cool. I thought yeah. you were going to say for parting words, go Bills, but I guess I will do it for you. So go Bills no, don't. and Eagles. Oh, no, don't worry. Sunday night. Don't worry about it. But, yeah. But for Ty, uh, 757 Bills Mafia, uh, for me, Gars underscore Poetica. Follow us on the Flug underscore FF and at the Flug.com. Once again, good luck on your fantasy uh, week this week and week six. And we will see you next time. Go Bills. There it is.